Here we go, folks. That is the bell for round number two of fight number four, Pacific Coast Boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. Ganchos al hígado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz here with Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Just uh, excited, man. It seems like every week we get a, a great fight. That's a good point, Rick. And and we talked. Remember, beginning of the year when we had the Ryan Garcia fight. I think it was like the first weekend of the mm-hmm. year, right? And then we had a little bit of a lull. And then we started getting some some good fights right coming up. But now you're right. We kind of have like that weekly cadence. Yeah, yeah. You, some you know, kind of a fight. Haney Lenares is going to be a big fight this weekend. For sure, we're going to talk about that. That's a good segue to that, Rick. Um, of course, we had the big big. Um, Taylor and Ramirez fight uh-huh. that took place over the weekend, and I would say that it delivered. Right, we call that a super fight. Yeah, very rare that uh, there is a unification fight that takes place at any division. Right, and we yeah. may have some information on that, but it took place, especially in this particular era when seemingly the best fighters are not fighting each other. It lived up to its billing. That was also rare, Rick. Yeah, no, um, I, I think the fight was great. Everything was fu- it was great. Um, you know, a lot of criticism coming after the fight that uh, ESPN didn't do a good job of advertising this fight. A lot yeah. of people didn't know that this fight yeah. was even going on and the implications that it had. That's a good point. You know, I, I didn't think about that, but I did, you know, remember, right? So you and I got a chance to watch the fight together. Mm-hmm. And I was actually looking to see what platform it was on, right? Yeah. Because I was like, okay, let me make sure, right? Do I got to order it? Do I got to? And then I'm looking and it's like, it's essentially for quote unquote free yeah. on regular ESPN. A mega fight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you're right. Just, I mean, most people didn't know. Fight fans knew about it. Yeah. Just kind of sandwiched between uh, what it seemed like college softball and uh, NBA playoff basketball. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah. it. Just just, just like another event. So that that's a really good point. Um, so we're going to talk about that because I've got some opinions on that fight, yeah. Rick. I'm going to tell you right now. And, and I'm going to tell you, my feedback is very critical to one Robert Garcia. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. I, I'm just telling you right now, man, it's no different than when, whether it's baseball, whether it's mm-hmm. football, you know, we kind of question the coach, right? Uh, if we're talking baseball or softballs, why didn't the coach bunt, right? Yeah. Um, you know, why didn't we put the runner in motion, football, you know, why did they pass, why did they not run? In boxing, you got to look at the trainer in the same way, Rick. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, there's there's some criticism to go his way. Um, you know, who did you feel had a worse night, Robert Garcia or... Um, the referee, Teddy ba- uh, Kenny Bayless. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, both of them. Both <laughs> of them. And a little surprising. A little surprising because normally yeah. Bayless is one of the more – he's a veteran referee, yeah. normally does a good job, and, and I thought he completely um, – he mismanaged that fight. Yeah. But but we're going to talk about that. We got the Lenares-Haney fight, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, coming up, Rick. Going to talk about you know who we have in that fight. Surprisingly, Haney, a huge, huge favorite. As far as Vegas is concerned, I know we got the Manny uh, Pacquiao span so much for our boy Mikey. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you got the Fury, Joshua Wilder. It looks like that's finally settled. Yeah. Right. Um, but let me go back, Rick, before I forget. Let me go back to round number two. This is okay. round two, right? A fight number four. We always talk about a memorable fight, right, for every particular round. Anytime we have a round that coincides with the Four Kings, which is how we started our boxing podcast, episode Mm -hmm. number one, Rick, got to talk about a fight that ended in round two between Thomas Hearns and Roberto Duran, Rick. Yeah, and and, and it was a rough fight for you because you're such a uh, big uh, 
Duran fan. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. It was um, it wasn't even a fight, right? It was uh, it was a complete mismatch, uh-huh. right? And here's the interesting thing, right? For you know people that um, that may not know, I mean, so go, going into that fight, right? Um, Duran, right? So Duran had lost, right? He lost a couple fights. He lost over Federer Benitez, lost to Kirkling Lang. He was kind of on the way out, say, not on the way out, but wasn't focused, right? Wasn't training as good. Yeah. And then he beat Jimmy Batten. And then the big fight was against Pepina Cuevas. Yeah. Okay. Huge fight. By the way, at the sports arena in, uh, in LA, Rick. Um, he knocks out Pepino Cuevas in four rounds, and that was a make-or-break fight for both of them, by the mm-hmm. way. Okay, I don't know if you remember, but Pepino Cuevas, that's another... Thomas Hearns also knocked out Pepino Cuevas, by the way. Yeah. That's how he won the uh, welterweight championship. Um, by the way, Carlos Palomino, one of the best quotes of all time, he says about Pepino Cuevas, Pepino Cuevas, he said, could miss a fighter with his punches if even if the other fighter uh, was standing still. Yeah. <laughs> If you ever watched him, that's how kind of wild and flailing Pepino Cuevas yeah. was. But anyways, so Duran beats Pepino Cuevas, and then he beats Davey Moore, right, mm-hmm. for the 154-pound title, which was a huge upset at the time, right? Then he loses to Marvin Hagler in 1983, and then he faces Tommy Hearns right after that in 84. Yeah, oh, wow. You know, it's a you know, great fight after great fight. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of fighters don't do that now. No, I mean, and back then again, it was a much. It was as much about the money, yeah. but man, that that was probably one of the most. Dev- I mean, literally, Duran was out before he was out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If you seen that fight, like halfway mm-hmm. down, he's his eyes already closed. I mean, he's yeah. out. But you talk about a bad matchup, right? Hearns is what six one, right? Uh-huh. Duran's all about five seven, uh-huh. right? Now, yes, if Duran could have gotten inside, and if he could have gotten, wasn't going to happen. No, it was just a you know. You know, styles make fights, and uh, you know after having such a you know great hard fought uh, fight with Hagler, right. somebody's a little bit shorter. You know, it, right. it, uh, Hearns was just too tall, and that was that was the thing about that. You make a great point, right? Because he came out with a very surprising performance against marvelous Hagler, right? Marvelous mm-hmm. Marvin Hagler, who a lot of people thought Marvin Hagler maybe gave him a little bit too much respect, yeah. right? Regardless, that was a fight that Roberto Duran came out in defeat, right? Yeah victorious if that makes any sense right so yeah going into the tommy hearns fight they fought at 154 by the way he had some momentum mm-hmm. um and by the way wasn't in shape and wasn't prepared to fight tommy hearns yeah no and even you know with when he fought hagler you know he he was moving up to uh you know 160 and then you know he moved back down to uh 154 to fight hearns yeah yeah reading the book by the great christian judah jay you kind of hear all the backstories and what he didn't do to prepare to prepare for tommy hearns mm-hmm. it was just um it was just a mistake yeah right uh, of course after that he still came back and beat uh iran barkley for the 154 pound mm-hmm. ibf title anyways that's our round two folks so we got a lot going on today rick we're going to break down the ramirez taylor fight um, we've got the fights coming up this weekend. You also got Nonito Donaire uh-huh. fighting this weekend, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if I said that. Interestingly enough, he's not favored, right? Fighting, yeah, no. The, fi- uh, fighting the French fighter. Yeah. So, all right, folks, we'll be right back. A lot to talk about Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back.
All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick, Ramirez Taylor. So like you said, right, mega fight that, boy, didn't sure seem like a mega fight from a marketing campaign, uh-huh. right? So that's number one, right? Um, and you make a good point. Yeah. Like, why wasn't it marketed better? Yeah, no, uh, Eddie Hearn came out and said, uh, you know, it was uh, embarrassing how little that they put into this fight Yeah, um, for as big a fight as it is. It's as big a fight as you've had in boxing, period, right? Yeah. It's as big as the Lomachenko, Teofimo. Um, I mean, it, it rarely happens in boxing, right? Now, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not watching ESPN and stuff enough, right? <laughs> but shouldn't they have had those guys on a worldwide tour? Shouldn't they have had them like at every possible ESPN event? You would think so. I, I think uh, both of them have uh, you know great stories. You know, um, it it just seemed like uh, nobody knows who Jose Ramirez is. You know, even less people knew who Josh Taylor was. Right. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, I think it was the day before. You know, just kind of bouncing around, watching college softball, mm-hmm. and then bouncing around on the on ESPN. And then, sure enough, they were interviewing both of them. Yeah. Right. And and it was a good interview. But I'm like thinking to myself, you know what? This is the first time I've seen these two guys. Yeah. On ESPN, and I watch ESPN almost every night. Yeah, and it almost seemed like there's so little um, buildup for this fight yeah. that they tried to do it all the week of the weigh-in. You know, yeah. every time that these guys were facing off, there was a lot of bad mouthing back and forth. Yeah, some pushing and shoving. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just uh, it seems like they were trying to market the fight. You know, themselves. Yeah, they still had. There's some numbers that came out um, mm-hmm. saying they drew a peak audience of uh, 1.6 million. By okay. the way. An average one point three, you know. So I don't I don't think that's too bad. Yeah. Right. The um you know the 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 ESPN's highest number for a for a main event it was the highest for a main event since December twelfth. Yeah. When Shakur Stevenson uh, beat Toka Khan, uh, Clary was watched by one point two eight million. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing on this fight is what did it, there was about seventy five people in attendance. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird, right? Yeah. Because for such a big fight, I, and I guess here's the thing, right? Because we're just on the we're still on the heels of the Canelo fight, yeah, right? Where you've got seventy three thousand rabid boxing fans, right, all there to watch one guy. Here we've got two world class fighters, mm-hmm. and it's like a small, almost a theater, right? Yeah, Any yeah. anytime the camera has to pan and show that Mario Lopez is in attendance, <laughs> there's not that many people there, man. Yeah, yeah, no, you know it, what I'm it, saying? Can't be too many VIPs. No. If that guy's sitting second row. And, and and they start, you know, spanning the crowd and you can see the concession stands in the background. Yeah. You know. It was weird. Yeah. Right. And it was uh, it was in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. At that. Uh, yeah, the Virgin Hotels. Yeah, that uh, Indian Casino. Old Hard so Rock. You, so you yeah. got to wonder, man. Hopefully they're going to open that up. Yeah. Because that made no sense. I'm sure they made decent money. So let's talk about the fight, Rick. So mm-hmm. here's the thing, right? In large part, the fight went kind of how we talked about it last week, yeah. right? We said that. Josh Taylor um, was the better boxer, right? Yeah. We said he had, you know, a better jab, and we also talked about him having the ability to punch inside if if in if he had to. We said that Ramirez's only shot was to get inside, smother, turn it into a brawl, right, yeah. and overwhelm him. And that's pretty much exactly as it played out, right? The rounds, as it turned out, each fighter essentially won six rounds each, yeah. right? The difference being the two knockdowns. The knockdowns yeah. And so, and the rounds that Ramirez won, he was able to win by getting inside, really banging the body, and the judges were impressed by that, yeah. right? Almost won, almost swept the last four rounds, by the way. 
mm-hmm. think there was a judge that gave uh, round 12 to Taylor. Which is weird because he, he took that round off. I know. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was looking at the scorecards like, that's kind of odd. Um, but regardless, okay, Rick, so, so, so the fight follows script, Rick. Yeah. No, yeah, it, it um, you know, played out just kind of how, um, we thought, um, I thought Josh Taylor probably won seven out of the five rounds or out of the 12 rounds. Yeah. I, I had it like seven rounds to five with the two knockdowns. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the right guy won, you know, so it wasn't, you know too you know too bad on the decision part but yeah there were some there were some things that probably could have made this fight a little bit better yeah i think uh you know jose ramirez likes to work inside every time they got close it was it was time to break yeah so let's so let's get to that so this is where the fight was lost right and i told you as we were watching the fight right if you remember i was telling you that jose ramirez is being way too nice yeah right he's fighting this fight as if you know as if it's golf right Mm -hmm. and there's etiquette Okay, let me tell you something, Rick. There is no etiquette in boxing. No. Okay, you know what's allowed when you're in the ring, Rick? Whatever the referee, right, allows you to do. That's what's allowed, okay? If the referee doesn't take a point from you, then it's within the rules, okay? And I'm going to tell you something. Smart on Taylor, he absolutely bullied Ramirez Mm -hmm. for 12 rounds, okay? That's what he did, right? He clinched when he had the clinch. He punched out of the clinch, Rick, right? Yeah. He'd push him with his forearm, right? I mean, it was, I don't want to say it was a mugging. It was an absolute beautiful performance by Taylor to do whatever he needed to do, Yeah. right? And guess what? You know, you mentioned it in the opening segue, and Bayless let him get away with it. Yeah. No, it, it, uh, I, I felt like he had an off night. You know, he's probably one of the best... Uh, refs you know uh, out there you know i don't remember the last time yeah he, he just seemed a little um off but yeah this time it, it just kind of you know he was grabbing um you know he he had that one where he he moved uh ramirez's uh hand and then that's yeah. when he got caught with that uppercut and he went down yeah so you know it was just kind of a, a strange night yeah and here's the thing right so you know you you start you read about a lot of the post-fight comments now mm-hmm. And so apparently Bayless, right, was concerned about all of the talk before the fight, right? Yeah. That whole scene in the hotel, right, when uh, Taylor, you know, went after uh, Ramirez's people and and all that. And, of course, afterwards it was all Taylor. Of course it was. Taylor was, hey, I was just trying to get under your skin. Mm -hmm. Of course he was. That's kind of the fight game, right? Yeah. But Bayless evidently wanted to take more control of the fight and wanted to make sure that things didn't get out of hand. That's why he tried to micromanage that, right? And there was a lot of breaks that shouldn't have been. And if you notice, Rick, there was also a lot of half breaks, right? Like, uh, you know, right? Like break. No, never mind. Break. Oh, no, no, never mind. Right? Did you notice that? It was very choppy, right? Because he wanted a break, but he didn't let them fight. And then that's what happened in that one round. He was going to break, and he said, never mind. Protect yourself at all times. Taylor doesn't give a crap. Yeah. Right? The guy that we mentioned earlier, even though he got, you know, knocked out against uh, Tommy Hearns, Robert Duran was ruthless. Yeah. Okay? He was ruthless in the ring. And one of the things that, like, the great Christian Judaday talks about him is that when you're in the ring, Rick, there's no room for mercy or pity. Yeah. None at all. Right? He he knocked the guy out named Lampkin one time, Rick. He knocked him out so bad the guy couldn't even walk afterwards. Yeah. It was his last fight. He was that medically bad. Yeah. Okay? And literally... Duran said, I could have killed him, right? Uh-huh. And they asked Duran, they said, hey, do you feel bad about it? And he said, no. He said, um, he would have done it to me, Yeah. right? And, and, and that particular mentality is what you have to have when you get in the ring, especially 
when all four bouts are at stake. Now, I'm going to get to the part, Rick, that we opened up with. Is Ramirez the only one who's culpable for it, though? Yeah, um, yeah, probably not. You know, it. Uh, you know, Josh Taylor he used the uh, the Billy Joe Saunders, um, you know, strategy. You know, get under Canelo's skin, yeah. backfired on him because I think Canelo is a little bit more mentally tough. Yeah, and has a little bit more, um, you know, a hole in them. Yeah, if if, yeah. if you use that word. Yeah, you know, for uh, you know where Jose Ramirez. You know, too nice a guy. Right, he is. And he even said it afterwards. He yeah. said, yeah, maybe I was too nice. He is too nice a guy. And it's great to be a nice guy outside the ring, Rick. It's great yeah. to be a nice guy. But not in the squared circle where the other guy is literally looking to take your head off. So who's culpable? Again, I, I said it in the opening, Rick. The coach, in this case, the trainer, has to have some responsibility, man. Yeah. At what point does the trainer have to say, hey, man, you're getting you're getting bullied in there, right? This guy's having his way with you. He's hitting you after the clinches. He's hitting you with his forearms, right? You're coming in, and he's constantly holding and clutching. You've got to fire back, right? Now, and you could either, Rick, do that in the fight and make the adjustments, but did they not think that that was going to be part of Josh Taylor's strategy coming into the fight? No, I I think that's what uh, we knew what was going to happen, and uh, you, they should have been a little bit better prepared for it. We knew, yeah, right. We're not professional boxing trainers. Yeah, how does Robert Garcia not know that and prepare for that? And maybe he did, right? In fairness to Robert Garcia, I don't know. We're not in camp. We're not in his corner, right? The other thing, right? Timothy Timothy Bradley called it out in the middle of the fight. He said, you know, if you're a Jose Ramirez, you can't just go straight in throwing punches, right? Mm-hmm. And expect to um, to be successful that way. You're fighting against a world class fighter like Josh Taylor. He's going to counter punch successfully, which he did. That's how he was able to knock him out the first time. Jose Ramirez after the fight says, "Yeah, I probably could have used a little bit more feints, right, mm-hmm. to kind of draw the punch and see what he was going to do, and then make the adjustments." That's exactly what Timothy Bradley said. Where was the Garcia corner and all that? Yeah. Uh, the other part of the where I, I hold uh, the Garcia corner um, is they were telling Ramirez he was winning the fight. You know, I, yeah, I, I think they point. were at, in the uh, I think eighth round, and I yeah. think he told him he'd won six out of the eight rounds at yeah. that point. Right, and it was bad advice because he hadn't. Right. Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right, and that just you know you're sending the false message to your yeah. fighter, right? And there's there's a point where you know it is it's psychologically you start to relax a bit. It says, okay, great, I'm winning the fight. But yeah, I thought, and again, I don't know that. Okay, I'm not. But all the reason why I can say this though is I can only base my feedback on the observations of the fighter. Yeah. And if Jose, and Jose Ramirez came out, I don't want to use the word soft because there's no fighter that's soft, right? Yeah. But he even said it after the fight. Now, way too nice. Yeah. Way too nice. Right. And and in this sport, when you're in the ring, nice guys do finish last. And that's what happened. I also thought the strategy could have been different. You can't just go in against a world class guy like this. Maybe that works against a you know, a Maurice Hooker and, mm-hmm. and all these other hundred and forty pound guys, but it doesn't work against a world class fighter like Josh Taylor. Yeah. You, you gotta have a different strategy and you gotta adjust, Rick. Yeah, you've gotta have plan A, plan B, plan exactly. C and, 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 exactly. and figure out if if this isn't working, then 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 we've got to try this. That's exactly right, Rick. That's exactly right. You make adjustments. How many fights have we seen where a fighter comes out, you know, a certain strategy, mm-hmm. and then has to adjust? There was zero adjustments. Yeah, 
in 12 rounds, zero. And then here's the thing. Even with all that being said, he still somehow won six rounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of that was just, uh, you know, the aggressiveness. You know, he, he did, um, except for when he was hurt. Yeah. He was doing the, the more of the coming forward, you know, as compared to uh, Josh Taylor. He had control of the fight early on. Yeah. In the third round, remember I told you, he hurt him. He hurt him with body punches. You could see that Taylor was impacted by it because he went against the ropes. And he didn't go against the ropes trying to draw him in. He went against the ropes, Rick, because he was hurt. Yeah. Right? But that was the opportunity for Ramirez to kind of close in and put a little bit more damage, right? Break some more windows, right? Yeah. Let the air out of the tires. Wasn't able to do it. He wasn't able to capitalize on that. And again, it was because of Josh Taylor's clinching, yeah. Josh Taylor's tactics, that holds it, that Ramirez let him get away with it. And then once the fourth round started, he couldn't build that momentum and sustain that level of aggressiveness that he did in round three, Rick. And after round three, by the way, the fight was over. Yeah. No, you know, he he, um, he caught him with the, you know, that punch. Uh, was that like in the fifth or sixth? I think it was the sixth yeah, round. The round sixth he went round, down. Yeah, yeah, the round he went down, and yeah, at that point, uh, you know, that 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 was pretty much it. He had his opportunities yeah. early, and the thing is, if you look at it from Josh Taylor's perspective, he didn't have to adjust. No, he fought his game plan. Mm -hmm. He fought from the outside. He jabbed. He let Taylor. He let Ramirez come in. That was their game plan, right? Counter. They knew what Ramirez was going to do. Yeah. He's going to come straight forward. Eventually, he's going to miss. You counter punch. I don't know if they thought that he was going to be able to land and it have a devastating effect as it did. Yeah. But that was their plan, and they also knew that you know Taylor could punch and he could close the show. Yeah. And also, you know, it, it made it an easy easy night for uh, Taylor's uh, uh, trainer. You know, they kept talking, you know, hyping him up. Yeah. Twenty eight year old trainer. Yeah. He used to train. Uh, That's right. Tyson Fury. Uh, looks like uh, Max Muncy. Yeah, you know, but that's uh, right. you know he's he's out <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, you know, but uh, he you know he had a great night. He didn't have to adjust. The other good thing about this, yeah, is we were able to get into the corners and listen to some. I of know, this. I know. You know exactly. exactly. The zone doesn't let us. No, that was the beauty of it. Um, and the guy does look like Max Muncy, by the yeah. way. <laughs> and and by the way, he atoned for you know the um the whole Billy Joe Saunders deal. Yeah, because he was in Billy Joe Saunders' corner. Where he supposedly, you know, was was he didn't stop the fight. All right, Rick. So where do they go from here, right? Because yeah. so Josh Taylor now has. Let's talk about right the new undisputed champion, 140 pounds. Yeah. Here's the problem at 140, Rick. There's not a lot of fighters there. There's there's nobody there. Okay. Yeah. Right. The guys that they've already beat, Pistol, right, mm -hmm. Regis Progreus, you know. And you know, I better not hear. It's Branchick's turn. Right. To come in there yeah. Not 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 not, not again. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't count with the WBA having all of the ridiculous versions. I don't count mm -hmm. Mario Barrios, right? Like Mario Barrios, I hope he does well against Gervonta Davis, a fight they're going to have up coming up. But really, there's only there's two fights that you and I talked about. Yeah. One of them is Mikey Garcia. Uh -huh. Okay, you talk about the perfect opponent at 140 pounds. Yeah, right? and you've got redemption with, um, you know. Robert Garcia in the corner. Right. Only problem there is, of course, is we know Mikey is trying to um, Mikey's trying to win the belt at 147. Yeah. Right. He's already won the 140 pound championship, so that would be a fight that doesn't necessarily get Mikey any straps, mm -hmm. but it certainly would build his legacy. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, 
I, I think he kind of has to adjust his, his plan because uh, yeah. Earl Spence and Pacquiao are fighting. Yeah. Terrence Crawford, you know, he's not going to fight Terrence Crawford. No. So all the, all the belts are, are being held up. That's what I'm saying. So that that's why, just from a legacy perspective, and when you start yeah. looking at, you know, it's kind of like a draft pick, like, okay, take the next, you know, the best athlete available, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. For Mikey Garcia, it's like, look, Mikey, this may be the biggest fight for you now. Yeah. Right, because Mikey's at a point in his career where he doesn't need to fight any more tune-ups. Yeah, right. He needs to fight just the big fights, and and I think that's one. The other one, by the way, and you mentioned it. Of course, it would mean him moving up would be really the undisputed 135-pound champion Teofimo Lopez. Yeah, a huge fight. There's no reason why that fight can't be made. Both are with ESPN. You know, yeah. um, hopefully, you know, there'd be some buildup, but that's that's a huge pay-per-view uh, fight right there. Well, and Teofimo's already said he only fights pay-per-view. Yeah. Well, and he's and he's right. Yeah. He should, he should only fight pay-per-view. That would be a big fight. I am not, okay, in favor, only because it would help Bud Crawford, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not in favor of Josh Taylor moving up, okay? If, because I'm going to tell you right now, Terrence Crawford would love to have that fight with Josh Taylor. Yeah, and uh, I think two... Uh, too much of a veteran. I, th- I think even uh, Josh Taylor, I think he's only fought. I think this, that was the 17th fight. 18th fight. I yeah. Think. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think it would be too much for him to move up, you know, seven pounds and, and, and fight that. You know, he's yeah. probably got a couple more fights at uh, 140. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the other way they could go is, is is an immediate rematch, you know, yeah. Jose Ramirez. Yeah. And, um, you know, because I think now that they know yeah. each other a little bit, the second fight might actually be better. Yeah, and I think, by the way, um, that is the third opponent, right, the yeah. one he just fought, that is very feasible because why not, right? Mm-hmm. The fight was close enough, right? Yeah. Clearly, it was six rounds each outside of the knockdowns, right? You would think that Ramirez could make some of the adjustments that we've been that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. right? You know, learning to faint a little bit more, not going head in, not being afraid to mix it up, right? He's prepared with the tactics. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think that's a bad fight yeah. at all. Cause, and you know, Javante Davis isn't going to fight, you know, he's with PBC, right. you know, even if he beats Barrios, yeah. you know, he'll, he'll go back down and, and, and fight, you know, an easy fight. Yeah. Because there's nothing really else again in the 140 pound division. You look at Jose, you know, Ramirez, it's like, okay, so where did, where does he go? I mean, that's the whole thing. Yeah. He's beaten the best of, of all the rest. Right. Yeah. That's why these guys were fighting. To uh, you know, to to for the undisputed 140 pound championship. So I'd love to see that. Those are really the only three options right now for Taylor. Yeah. Other than whatever you know, BS mandatory that they're going to make him fight, right? Mm-hmm. A Jack Catterall, right? And that's fine. Yeah. You know, maybe he fights a fight at home, right? He's deserved that. Um, uh, Jose Zapata. Right. Do we need to see that? Right. No. No, yeah. we don't. And that's the thing, right? So why not? Why not set it up for a mega fight with Jose Ramirez? Yeah. You know. Nice enough guy. He deserves it. Maybe they make a lot more money. Yeah. All right. There you go, folks. There's our breakdown of the fight. It was an amazing fight. That being said, Rick, it was definitely worth it, especially the fact that we didn't have to put down any ducats to watch yeah. it. Uh, right? Free ESPN. Yeah, as free as it gets. Right? No issues with lag. No issues with nothing else. The fight delivered. So as far as that is concerned, thank you, Boxing, for giving us that fight. One of the fights that we had asked for, right, all the way back from last year. All right, coming up, let's talk boxing news, and then we'll get into some of the fights that are coming up this weekend. We'll be right back, Pacific Coast Boxing.
Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. And besides the mega fight, Rick, that, you know, for us it was a mega fight, but it didn't seem like a mega fight uh-huh. from the uh, advertising perspective. Uh, there's other boxing news that's going on, man. Some good stuff too, Rick. Yeah, you- good, good stuff. Uh, you know, it. Uh, we've got Manny Pacquiao versus uh, Earl Spence. Yeah. Um, you know, this came out uh, late last week. Yeah. Um, I, I believe it came out on Friday. Uh, this will be uh, August 21st in Las Vegas. They haven't announced yeah. kind of where it'll be yet, but, uh, you know, it, it'll probably be at the Alliance Stadium, um, you know, home of the Raiders. Yeah. Um, just so you can get a bigger crowd in there. Sure. Uh, huge fight. You know, you've got uh, the WBA uh Champion uh, Manny Pacquiao, and then Spence holds the WBC and IBF uh, welterweight belts. Yeah, I'm a little surprised, right? Yeah. Because I don't think this is a good matchup for Manny Pacquiao, no. right? Yeah. Obviously, we were pulling for Mikey Garcia, right? Yeah. We think that that would be a more competitive fight and would just be just as big a fight. The problem, though, Rick, and that we said it in the previous segment, is that Mikey Garcia doesn't have a belt. Yeah. And so at this point, right? I don't know if that matters to um, Manny Pacquiao, but I think it means something, though, mm-hmm. right? To beat somebody who's a champion and say, hey, this is how many times this individual's been a champion in so many divisions, yeah. right? The money, obviously, is still number one, but apparently uh, Manny Pacquiao's serious about wanting to fight the best, yeah. and his trainer, Freddie Roach, right, I was reading an article, was talking about how that's all they want. They don't want to fight. Any slouches, you know, Freddie Roach, they only want to fight the best. Well, apparently that's what he's doing. Yeah. You know, um, you know, Spence is, uh, you know, arguably the, you know, the best welterweight out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think I've, I've saw some comments where Pacquiao feels like he's faster and stronger than him. Yeah. So I guess, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think what, um, and by the way, so much misdirection, right? Oh, man. Over the last year and a half, yeah. just like the Anthony Joshua Fury, so frustrating, right? Yeah, that this was taking place. But here's what happened, in my opinion. I think that the Porter and Spence fight kind of removed whatever doubt there was for Manny Pacquiao. Because remember, Porter did pretty well against Spence, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't think he would. They thought that Porter was going to be too small, yeah. and Spence was just, it was going to be another Garcia uh, Spence, right? Even though uh, Porter has fought more at welterweight. And um, didn't turn out that way, right? Yeah. Porter gave him a hell of a fight. Yeah. And so I think that Manny Pacquiao and Camp see that and say, hey, well, you know what? We're faster than Porter, Porter, right? Mm-hmm. Just as strong. So, And he's a southpaw. Also the uh, Danny Garcia fight, you know, where Spence <laughs> fought uh, Danny Garcia. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you yeah. know, wasn't able to take him out. Yeah. You know, so Pacquiao's probably thinking, yeah. you know, if he wasn't able to take out Danny Garcia, how's he going to yeah. take me out? And, right, I'll give him a little credit, Danny Garcia in the end, right, uh-huh. did fight pretty decent yeah. in rounds 11 and 12. He actually started, you know, tagging Spence. Mm-hmm. And so Manny's thinking, hey, if he can stay busy. So I, a little bit of a surprise. But you know what? Here's the thing. From a boxing fan's perspective, I'm okay with that, Rick. Yeah, no, he, he didn't, you know, he didn't take the easy way out. He didn't take the, the you know, if anything, I think he took the harder route. I think... uh Mikey Garcia it would have been a better matchup for him. You know, yeah. they're about the same size. Um, yeah. Probably would have. I actually think he would have made more money fighting uh, Mikey Garcia. Yeah. You know, with the gate and everything. Um, you know, but yeah. for, for legacy and to become. Yeah. You know, he, he would hold three belts at that at that point. Yeah. You know, 
it makes sense to fight uh, Spence. Yeah, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. And I'll tell you right now, I think that I would prefer to him fight Spence than Terrence Crawford. Yeah. Last thing I want is Terrence Crawford to make a name on this guy. And then, you know, everything that Tim Bradley and Andre Ward, if he beats Pacquiao, yeah. he has solidified himself as the number one pound for what? By beating a 45-year-old guy? Yeah. Come on, man. Well, yeah, we we didn't touch on it, but uh, we, we should have checked the ESPN rankings to see if uh, Josh Taylor had passed Canelo. Oh, in, I wouldn't in the pound it. for pound. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. The ring, by the way, the ring already has um, Josh Taylor. I think they have him at number nine. Okay. So they already have him up there. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the what ESPN has. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, also in the news, another uh, big fight: uh, Tyson Fury. Yeah. Uh, Deontay Wilder three. It's been signed. You know, he announced it uh, during the fights on uh, Saturday. Yeah. And it'll be. Uh, Alliance Stadium in 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 Las Vegas. You know the date hasn't been uh, officially announced. Yeah, but uh, it's supposed to be the first uh, live gate. It's supposed to. I think, I believe it's going to be in July. I love it. I love yeah. it because at least one of two of them are fighting. Yeah, we talked about it last week. At this point, Rick, we don't even care. No, I don't yeah. care if it's AJ and Josh, uh, AJ and Fury. I don't care if it's AJ and Wilder. Whatever combination. Who cares? Yeah. And you know what? I'd love to see the third fight between Wilder and Fury. I think Fury, um, especially, again, with all the shenanigans that Fury has pulled since then, hopefully Fury ends it even sooner this time. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I hope so, too. And, uh, yeah, it just uh, – he he says, you know, he's going to give him a good uh, hiding and uh, love to see it. Yeah. Um, the WBO – uh, on the other side is ordering uh, Anthony Joshua to uh, fight Usyk. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's also saying, which could po- just be posturing, you know, to get a better deal. Yeah. But uh, he's also saying he could fight Andy Ruiz, Dillian White, yeah. or Louis Ortiz. Yeah, and I think that's part just uh, just posturing yeah. to see if he can get a better deal, you know. Um, I mean, who would I like him to fight? You know what? Simply because he came in better shape, why not fight Ruiz? Yeah. I think he deserves the rubber match. You yeah, know? yeah, it's one one. You know, right. I think eventually those two are going to have to fight. You know, why not next? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think in fairness to Ruiz, right, who took the fight on the you know what the seven week notice, mm-hmm. like we talked about, beat him. Um, unfortunately, wasn't ready for the second fight. Now he's in tremendous shape. The Chris Hero, you know, um, like we said, wasn't super impressive. But hey, the guy hadn't fought in a long time. Yeah. So why not? If you're not going to fight Usyk, then certainly Ruiz would would make the most sense. Yeah, and and that probably would be the fight that made the most uh, the most money, without a doubt. Yeah, um, Matrim won the uh, Akhmadiev uh, Ronnie Rios uh, purse bid. Yeah, so uh, they, they'll be hosting the fight. I think uh, Golden Boy was just barely beaten out. Yeah, uh, for that uh, for that fight. That's interesting, and that's of course. At the 122-pound division, mm-hmm. which we just saw, you know, Figueroa beat Luis Neri and Danny Roman win his fight. Um, you know, we can only hope that Danny Roman could get the winner of that fight. Yeah, you know, that it, it's deserved. So, you know, hopefully, um, yeah, that, that, that can happen. Um, Triller came out today and uh, their pay-per-view with uh, Teofimo Lopez. It's going to be half concert, half fight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Meek Mill, they, you know, they announced the... Uh, the acts, um, impressive. Yeah, I, I'd like to see more of the fights. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see how this uh, yeah presentation goes. Yeah, I mean, remember, so right now I would say they're they're one for two, right? Yeah, the first one I thought was on point. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. That was the um, Mike Tyson, um, Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. Where I thought it was a good mixture of entertainment, uh, concert, fights, very little Mario Lopez. Right. Mm-hmm. He was the MC. We maybe saw him for a minute and a half, which yeah. was which was a minute and a half too long, but that's fine. And then the second one was a complete train wreck. Then yeah, and then extra Mark, Mario Lopez. Right, right. Way too much Mario Lopez. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya, right? Yeah. In rare form, um, just didn't need to see any of that. Yeah. So this one, we're hoping, is closer to the first one, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, and uh, you know, I think I think they will get it right. You know, so let, let's just hope that uh, it's a better show this well, time. Well, and it's a legitimate, um, it's a legitimate fight. Yeah. Right. This is not the Jake Paul because that other one was the Jake Paul fight, right? Yeah. Wasn't that the main event? The Jake, yeah, Jake Paul. Right. Uh, yeah. This this is a real fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is Teofimo Lopez, one of the best fighters, you know, pound for pound out there. And you know, there's been a lot of trash talk between him and and Cambus, you know, Cambosos, right? Yeah. So they have a legitimate fight. You know, it's not a farce. It's not some YouTuber. Yeah. No, it, it's, uh... it's legitimate. So you know, hopefully they treat this one more. I guess, I guess this one hopefully bo- the boxing event right mm-hmm. is the center stage and the music is the supporting cast. Yeah, not like the other one where it was the music and all of the you know the BS you know grab ass and from <laughs> De La Hoya and Mario Lopez and all those other guys. Well, they had like seven or eight announcers. That's what I'm saying. And there was like right. you know a couple of them you had no idea who they were. You know, just leave it Al Bernstein, Snoop yeah. Dogg, and and one other guy. Yeah, Snoop Dogg stole the show the yeah. first one. The second one, I still think he did fine, but when you mix him with six other guys, it's yeah. not the same. No, it's, yeah. Um, also, we've got uh, Zerdo Ramirez uh, yeah. fighting Sullivan Barrera. Yeah. Uh, he's going to fight at uh, Bank One of California Stadium in L.A. Yeah. Um, and this one will be Friday, uh, July 9th. Interesting. And this is, uh, you know, probably Sullivan Barrera's last hurrah. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is this will be it, right? If I mean, he's already getting to that gatekeeper mm-hmm. slash journeyman status, but this will be it for him, right? Yeah, he's I think already late thirties. I mean, he might be thirty eight, thirty nine, right? Um, and uh, yeah, his his best days are definitely uh, behind him. Yeah, he's not even ranked, right? He's not been ranked. This is mm-hmm. uh, this is at the light heavyweight division. And I think right? he lost his last fight. If I, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he got knocked out by forget who it was, but it wasn't even a was it Bivol maybe. I don't think it was Bavall. I have to look it up real yeah. quick. But yeah, it wasn't even it wasn't even competitive. Um, he's still ranked number seven by the WBC, you know. But I don't. Um, I think I think fine. I think it's a good fight. I think it's great that it's taking place here. Yeah, in Southern California. And then, then this was the uh, the one where uh, this was supposed to be Ryan Garcia. Yeah, you know, this was supposed to be the night uh, he fought um, Fortuna, and then now Jojo okay. Diaz is fighting uh, Fortuna. Is he on, on that same side. card yeah, then? Yeah, same card. Oh, that's a good card then. Yeah. That's a really good card. I have to figure out a way to get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sullivan Barrera was knocked out by, uh, or he lost a decision to Jesse Hart. Yeah. 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 See? And uh, Ramirez beat Hart twice. Yeah. Tough fighter from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, Showtime, you know, they released the trailer for, for the, the Kings. Yeah, you the know, Four Kings. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that'll be uh, something to look forward to. It's coming out when they said in the summer, right? Yeah. We're almost in the summer. So it'll be pretty soon. Yeah. You know, look forward to, yeah, looking forward to that. You yeah. Know, it'll be, uh, you know, perfect 
timing, like right after, uh, you know, Marvin Hagler passed away. Yeah. You know, recently. Yeah. 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 He came out, right? I was showing you this uh, today when you got here to the studio. Uh-huh. Um, Ring Magazine uh, released um, a couple of special episodes or a couple of special um, uh, magazines. Yeah. One of them is a complete um, Marvin Hagler issue, a couple okay. special issues. And then the other one is uh, Sugar Ray Robinson, who they consider the greatest fighter of all time. Yeah, no, definitely a couple of... Uh, yeah, pretty good. I, I yeah. didn't finish reading both of them. I started going through the Marvin Hagler one on Sunday. Pretty interesting stories about mm-hmm. him. No surprise. Um, and then uh, for a uh, ridiculous uh, news article of the weekend, yeah. we've got uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Yeah. saying that after he beats Anderson Silva, he's ready for a Canelo rematch. <laughs> <laughs> and deserves you know, a Canelo, Canelo rematch. Yeah. You talk about having your opportunity and doing nothing with it, right? Yeah. It's not just about losing because, again, you know, boxing is boxing. It's fighting. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's mm-hmm. got to lose. It's how he lost when he fought Canelo. That was probably the most disappointing, right? Yeah. I'm still not sure if he's thrown a punch. Yeah. <laughs> right? Did he throw a punch? Yeah. No, it was terrible. Yeah, it was horrible. Not, I mean, not a single punch that I can remember that he actually threw with, with any meaningful intent, man. But, you know, I, I would say with uh, Chavez Jr., when, what was his last fight where we weren't disappointed? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I would say against uh, Maravilla. Yeah. Against Sergio Martinez. How long ago was that? Yeah, it was that a was, long time ago. Yeah. Where he almost came back in the 12th round, and uh, he had him hurt, by the way. He yeah. just couldn't finish the show. But that was a fight. Yeah. Every, you, everything just after that has just been a circus. You know, the yeah. uh, uh, brand, Daniel Jacobs, you know, it was just yeah. everything Everything has been a mess. Even against Daniel Jacobs, he came out and he was fighting pretty good. Yeah. First couple rounds, I'm like, man, he's actually doing pretty well. Fans were behind him. The crowd was with him. And then, of course, he gets his nose busted up and he's done. He can't and, breathe. And, and he quit. Unbelievable. Um, but, yeah, that's it uh, for the uh, boxing news. Yeah, so before, I know we're going to talk about the fights coming up. Um, I did read a little uh, little blurb. Uh, uh, GSP was talking about... Uh, how he's, you know, he's disappointed mm-hmm. that he was looking forward to the fight with De La Hoya, right? He understands his contractual agreement with Dana White and the UFC. Yeah. But he was kind of giving out um, what some of the rules were going to be, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was talking about, he said that um, it was going to be an eight-round fight, that the gloves were going to be bigger than what they normally would be. Yeah. Don't know if they would have fought with like 16-ounce gloves, right? Yeah. Or something. And that they were only it was going to be eight two-minute rounds. Okay. So it was going to be a pure, pure exhibition. Kind of like the uh, Roy Jones, Mike Tyson right, deal. Right, right, in its true form, an, yeah. e- an exhibition all the way, right? Not, yeah. not really any judging, just um, he said a lot of the money was going to charity. Yeah. And it was a reason why he was also disappointed. Well, you know, if that's the case, then Dana White should just let it, you know, happen. Uh, yeah. I know uh, Cormier came out and said that yeah. – uh, you know, it would be a black eye for for the sport of uh, UFC if yeah. if it if it didn't you know GSP didn't look good in that fight. Yeah, see, remember I was telling you, I was telling you that last week, right? I said that that's what I think one of their concerns is, is that if De La Hoya goes in and thrashes them, right? Yeah. Because guess what? You got you know, let's just say De La Hoya thrashes GSP, and then you got Jake Paul, right? Uh-huh. Who demolishes was a guy Paul Askren, mm-hmm. 
right? Or Ben, I think. Ben, ben Askren? Ben, yeah. yeah, Ben Askren, right? So now you start to wonder, right, what the heck are these UFC guys doing <laughs> in the boxing ring getting completely yeah. thrashed, one by a YouTuber, another one by a 46-year-old retired boxer who hasn't fought in 12 years, Yeah. right? So I, I do think that's a part of it. I still don't discount the personal part of it mm-hmm. with Dana White not wanting De La Hoya to make any money off the UFC, et cetera. But I do think there's something about that, Rick, that they don't want to see George St. Pierre get completely you know, handled by De La Hoya, yeah. even though it's only a two. Because even though it's a two-minute um, exhibition, De Hoya, they're still going to mix it up at some point. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, St. Pierre was saying that, hey, man, it was you know two minutes, eight rounds, big gloves, a lot of money to charity. It's too bad that they're not going to get it on. Yeah, it's... Uh... So, all right, Rick, uh, two guys that are going to get it on, uh, Linares and Devin Haney coming mm-hmm. up. Let's talk about that. Let's talk a little bit about the Nonito Donair fight and then your stat of the week, Rick. We'll be right back. Pacific Ghost Boxing. Yep. All right, Pacific Ghost Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick, so again, you said at the opening segment that we're really starting to get some pretty good fights, right? Competitive fights, name fights almost every weekend, and this weekend is no different, Rick. We got a very interesting matchup, even though, right, Vegas doesn't think it's going to be that competitive. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with them. I think you don't either in this case either, but of course I'm talking about uh, Jorge El Nino de Oro, the golden boy, Linares, yeah. against Devin, uh, I think, what is he called? The Show Haney? Show type? No. The, show uh, type? the Dream. The Dream. The okay. Dream, yeah. Devin the Dream Haney, right? So, you know, quick tale of the tape, right? Devin Haney, 25-0, and 0, 60% knockouts, 5'8", um, 71-inch uh, reach, okay? Linares... Um, the the veteran, right? So that there's there's the first advantage, right? Lenares is 35 years old, just to level set that again. Devin Haney, 22 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there there there's an age difference there, 13 years, right? Pretty significant. Um Lenares, you know, three weight division champion, 5'8, 69 inch reach, a beautiful boxer when he shows up and is ready to fight Rick. Yeah. Very international, right? Uh, uh, List is home in Japan, fights a lot overseas, had the memorable wars and fights with Anthony Carolla, where he absolutely dismantled uh, Anthony Carolla um, overseas. Right after that, he beat Luke Campbell, right? Yeah. You could say what you want about Luke Campbell, but he's a pretty tough fighter. Um, beats Medicito Gesta after that, gives Vasily Lomachenko, Rick, all he could handle, right? Yeah. Drops Lomachenko, right? Lomachenko mm-hmm. comes back and, and knocks him out in the 10th round, okay? Um, loses a fight to Pablo Cesar Carneau, but I'm going to say this right now. and We even spoke with him, Rick, right? We yeah. had a chance to sit. Literally, we sat down with him and spoke with Linares. Uh, he fought that fight at 140, ill-advised, yeah. right? Um, so after the Pablo Cesar Carneau fight, um, wins the next two fights at 135, now he's fighting Devin Haney. Devin Haney, of course, right? He's listed as the owner of a WBC belt, but Teofimo Lopez owns every belt, okay? Yeah. Let's just clear that up, okay? Devin Haney, that's not the real WBC championship. Um, Devin Haney coming off of the win off of Yurikis Gamboa, 
right? Very impressive victory over that. Oh, right. Okay, no, right. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking the right. Fight. No, yeah, wrong guy. Yeah. Before that, not exactly a who's who. So, this is without a doubt, right? The biggest fight for Devin Haney. Yeah. In the, his young career, the only other guy that he's fought that uh, I know is Juan Carlos Burgos because we saw him fight uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. At the uh, Dignity Sports. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. In fact, that's the guy that gave the. What, I hate to say it, Rick. I, I don't want to bring up, you know. Yeah. But that's the guy that kind of broke your uh, your lock of the week pick, didn't? No, no, no. He didn't. No, make, he didn't. Sorry, do sorry, it. sorry. Yeah. Wrong guy. Wrong. Guy. Wrong guy. Yeah. This is the wrong guy. Yeah. That was the um, the was it the Xavier Martinez? Um. Well, no. Xavier Martinez won his fight against Burgos. Yeah, against Burgos. Right. Um. It was. Uh, Elvis Rodriguez. Uh, Elvis Rodriguez, you know, let me down. Yeah. Versus. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Kenneth Sims Jr. Yeah, yeah. I was I was going to try and, to bring that up on the low, Rick. Yeah. But, and, yes. and it, uh, you know, well, people have been asking, you know, yeah. it, the uh, Kenneth Sims out of, out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, I think he knew that uh, this was kind of his last hurrah. He doesn't yeah. win this fight. Yeah. And his last two opponents, I think one one of the guys' records was three and seven. Yeah. And the other guy's record was like seven and you know twenty five. Yeah. So you know, he, <laughs> I don't know where they 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 picked this guy to lose. Yeah. And uh, he yeah. didn't lose. So you're saying bad matchmaking on the management uh, on the yeah, team record? Terrible just, ma- yeah. matchmaking. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you don't you, you don't miss the locks of the week. Uh, Elvis Rodriguez is uh, you know highly touted prospect. Either, right. You know he didn't take this serious enough. Or, yeah. You know something. Yeah, little did, did no one told him. No one yeah. told him that he was the lock of the week. But yeah, and by the way, I think we actually saw Juan Carlos Burgos at uh, in Pechanga. But yeah, Burgos is the guy. You're right, the only guy that mm-hmm. we know, and he gave uh, Xavier Martinez a really tough fight. Yeah, uh, at the Dignity Health Sports Center. That being said, Rick, yeah, this is a huge, huge step up for Devin Haney. I still think right that Linares still has something in him and mm-hmm. has. I kind of liken this fight in some ways to. Terry Norris and Sugar Ray Leonard, even though Terry Norris ended up beating Sugar Ray Leonard handily. Yeah. Because uh, here's the interesting thing, right, is that Vegas or the, you know, the the the, the betting odds, they don't even have it close. Yeah. They got Devin Haney at like minus 1,400, man. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they, it, it, it and, and if you want to translate my, minus 1,400, what does that mean? 93% chance mm-hmm. that Devin Haney is going to win. Oh, wow. Okay, so I mean the odds are huge, huge in in the favor of Devin Haney. Okay, they got uh, Linares at plus nine fifty, or it's like basically twenty to one that Linares is going to win. And I'll tell you what, I'm not a betting person, Rick, and I don't recommend it. Yeah. But if I happen to be in Vegas and I was just out there having a good time, I'd probably put twenty bucks, if not more, on Linares. Yeah, you know, I I think he's definitely a live dog in this one. Devin Haney hasn't fought anyone. Devin Haney, you know, um, I think for the matchup purposes, you know, doesn't have the power to keep um, Linares, you know, um, honest. I think a lot of his losses, he, you know, he gets knocked out. He's been right. knocked out five times. Right. Um, I don't know if Haney has uh, Haney has the uh, power to do it. Right. And he's got knocked out, by the way. You know, this is the one knock on Linares. Right. Uh, so on those five knockouts, right, they come early, right, uh-huh. save one. But his first knockout, out in round one, okay? Third knockout, he was out in round two, mm-hmm. okay? Fourth knockout, uh, out in round one. The others were round 10 and 12. Yeah. But when Lin- So it's almost like if he doesn't get, uh, you know, Linares out in the first two rounds, then it's probably going to be a long fight. Yeah. 
And I think that, again, I think that Linares, he's a veteran. He's a slick boxer. I tell you, man, I told you after the Corolla fights, he's one of the most beautiful boxers to watch when he's on, man. Yeah. The guy can box. He can he can slip. He punches in combinations. Beautiful to watch. Here's the thing. So is Devin Haney. Mm-hmm. And he's younger and he's faster. So it's almost like fighting a mirror image of him, right? Yeah. But a younger, faster, quicker. So I don't know, man. That's going to be a. I just don't think that it's going to be as lopsided as Vegas says. No, no. I, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm tempted to take Lenars in an upset here just yeah. because I, I just don't. I don't know if Haney's that good. Yeah. But, you know, I. Just with Lenars' age and and yeah. and him, you know, he, he does have a weak chin. Yeah, you know, I'm leaning more towards you know Haney in a close decision. Yeah, I've been off right, which is rare in these last couple fights. Yeah. Right now, I went with Ramirez with my heart. Right, uh-huh. I did. I I that was more heart. I thought, you know what? If he's able to get inside and he was able to sustain what he did in the third round, he would have won. Yeah. Um. I completely missed the Neary fight. I wasn't sure if Figueroa was going to be able to sustain that, right? So I'm going to go with Devin Haney. Yeah. But it's a very cautious pick yeah. for Devin Haney, Rick, right? D- yeah. you know, It's I, an untested Devin Haney. Untested Devin Haney, you know, he, he could be completely outclassed, and I wouldn't be surprised. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, we could see, right, a, a vintage Jorge mm-hmm. Linares show up. Yeah. And because here's the thing. You could look at this for for George Linares, and this is probably one of his last big opportunities. No, he loses this fight. You know, he probably doesn't get another big fight. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that, that, this is it, right? Then he becomes that proverbial gatekeeper, where you know. So, and and by the way, I give Devin Haney a lot of credit for taking this fight because you remember yeah. Ryan Garcia was supposed to fight Jorge Linares, and and it just never came. Right, it didn't happen. Yeah. Right, and we talked about that. If Ryan Garcia would have fought him, this would have been a very dangerous fight for Ryan Garcia. Yeah. I mean, if Luke Campbell was able to land the way he did, imagine what Linares could do. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's why I give Devin Haney a lot of credit for taking this fight. It's a big step up fight. Yes, it's an older Linares, but it's not a washed up Linares. Yeah. I think that's the key here. I don't think Lenares is washed up yet. And you know, Lenares, you know, from from the photos on Instagram, you know, yeah. he's in great shape. You know, he's uh, he's a pro's pro, yeah. right? It was only that one fight against Cano that they ended up making it at one forty. Mm-hmm. Some issues there. He probably shouldn't have taken that fight, and then he gets knocked out. Um, so I, yeah, I've got Devin Haney, but again. With an asterisk that, you know, if Lenares shows up to fight, there's a very good chance he can pull off an upset. Yeah. I would absolutely drop a couple bucks on Jorge Lenares. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, Until Haney's, you know, now if Haney comes in and he looks great in this fight, completely yeah. outclasses Lenares, yeah. then, you know, Haney's the real deal. You know, hey, yeah. Winner of this fight maybe gets Teofimo Lopez. It should be. It should be that way if that's how they want it to be, right? This is when you start to talk about, unfortunately, Ryan Garcia is not in the mix. Mm -hmm. He's he's off kind of taking care of business. But, yeah, man, a lot of credit to Devin Haney. A lot riding on it. I think if he comes out with the win, Devin Haney is going to be okay with it. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, if he's able to come out in in dominating fashion, Mm -hmm. right, and make a statement, right, now all of a sudden he can kind of lay claim to that bogus WBC belt. Uh That you know that Teofimo Lopez says mean, <laughs> is meaningless. Yeah. So the other fight we got, Rick, is the great 
Filipino Flash, mm-hmm. Nonito Donaire, is fighting for um, the 115-pound uh, championship against um, Nordine Obali, Obali, the yeah. Frenchman, right? Um, not a lot of difference in age. Orbali is 34, Nonito Donaire 38. Last time we've seen Nonito Donaire was all the way back in 2019, Rick, and fight of the year easily against the monster uh, Naoe Inoue, of course, mm-hmm. right? Interestingly enough, Inoue is not even favored in this fight, Rick. Yeah, no, it, it, uh, th- this, this fight actually kind of uh, mirrors the other one. Yeah, where you know you see Obali, and then you look at his list of uh, people that he's fought. It's, yeah. it's it's not a who's who, you know. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking for a name that I recognize, and I and I and I can't do it. And then you have the veteran, you know, yeah. who's who's been through the wars, you know, has fought everyone. Yeah, and uh, you know, could be his last hurrah. Yeah, you're right. By the way, I, I said 115. I meant uh, 118. This yeah. is for the Bantamweight Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nordine Obali is the 118-pound champion at the at, at the WBC. Nonito Donaire is ranked number one. I totally agree with you, right? Yeah. Um, I wish we could go to the fight, yeah. right? We should be going to the fight. Unfortunately, there's, you know... Uh, uh, personal commitments that we have that yeah. we can't that be, we can't be, make beyond the fight. our control beyond our control yeah not not worth it right certainly yeah. not worth it so um so you're right it's it's very reminiscent I'm gonna tell you something Rick maybe just me maybe I'm old school I'm going with the Filipino flash Rick I'm going with Nonito Denier and by the way um he's not even favored yeah right so Obali is favored in, on this fight. At a at a minus two seventy five, a minus two seventy five is not overwhelming, right? You're talking about seventy percent. Yeah, no, no, it. Uh, and you know the other thing is, uh, you know, Donaire fought uh, in a way. You know, it was yeah. two thousand nineteen, but yeah. he looked great in that fight. You know, yeah, it was it was a good fight. Yeah, you know, he lost a, a unanimous decision, but uh, you know, he looked good. You know, it. Uh, yeah, I. Who do you got, Rick? And, uh, and, and, and of course, we're wondering what's going to be the lock of the week. There's another fight this weekend as well. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, I I think I'm going to take Donaire as well. All right. You know, I, I just right. think that uh, I don't know Ubali yeah. uh, well enough. Yeah. You know where um, you know he's supposed to win this fight. Yeah. You know, I, it. Uh, I think uh, Donaire, you know, in, in somewhat of an upset. Yeah. No, I think it's a good choice. There's yeah. also an interesting fight, right? A couple of Golden Boy guys are going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane Mosley Jr. and Jason Quigley. Okay. I'm not a big fan of Shane Mosley Jr. Loved yeah. his dad. His son does not seem to have that same fighting spirit that his dad did. Yeah. And it's interesting. They're putting him up against Jason Quigley, who's kind of one of those journeymen slash, you know, contender. Yeah. So it's one of those, you know, kind of a measuring stick. If he loses this one, then it, then, then it's probably time to... to to hang them up. Yeah, it's time to start thinking about something different. That's exactly what it is. It's one of those make-or-break fights before you even get to talk about fighting any contender. Yeah. So that being said, Rick, um, do you have a choice for your lock of the week, Rick? Oh, man. It, it was a rough week. You know, <laughs> um, I think um, I think I'm going to take Jason Quigley. Okay. O- over Shane Mosley Jr. <laughs> Jason Quigley. <laughs> okay. He is favored, by the way. Yeah. He is favored, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that'll be my lock of the week. That's I, pretty the other, good. The other two fights are, you know, probably uh, yeah. 
too close to, to, to pick him. Well, Devin Haney's favored big time. Yeah. Devin Haney's favored, you know, at 92%. Yeah, I, I don't feel too good about that heavily favored, though. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. Like I said, it's interesting that the house even made that those odds. But obviously, they know something we don't. We don't. They're the experts. We're not. There you go, folks. We'll be right back with the stat of the week, and then we'll wrap this show up, folks. Pacific Ghost Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing is back with everybody's favorite segment, especially after you made your lock of the week, right? Jason Quigley. Very interesting. Yeah. Somebody should uh, somebody should pass that uh, along. Uh, to Jason I'm not Quigley. very high on uh, <laughs> Shane Mosley Jr. I'm not either, yeah. and Quigley is favored slightly, but he is favored, just so you know. I don't yeah. know if you knew that, but yeah, he, no. he, he is favored slightly. All right, Rick, so what do we got for the stat of the week? Um, for Okay, so for stat of the week, we've got uh, undisputed champions in the modern four-belt uh, era. Yeah. Um, there's six of them. Yeah. You know, of course, Josh Taylor this past weekend. And then yep. before that, it was uh, Teofimo Lopez. Um, Alexander Usyk. Yeah. At uh, 200 pounds. Uh, Terrence Crawford. The light at, at, yeah. at 140. Yeah, cruiserweight, right. Uh, Jermaine Taylor. Yeah. And Bernard Hopkins. Yeah, that's crazy, huh? Yeah. So not many. And this was when, I was trying to look up the years, because um, the IBF and the WBO... Um, these were more like 80s, 90s. Yeah. Right? Is when they started. We'll have to get that for sure. And so really it's that era, right, when all four belts existed mm -hmm. and there's only been six. And, I mean, but what does that say, Rick? That has, it's as much about, I don't, it, it says enough about how difficult it is to even make these fights. Yeah. Right? And that's what I always look at. It's not so much that we haven't had a fighter that's dominant in a division to win all four belts. I think it's as much about getting the fighters with the champ with the belts to fight each other, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, don't the, you think it's, it's tough getting some of the promoters from you know a, a top rank fighter to fight uh, you know a PBC fighter. You know they like to hang on to all the belts, and once they have the belts in house, right, it's hard to get it out of there. That's the problem. So if you look at the welterweight division, how's that going to happen when you got you know Earl Spence, mm -hmm. the WBC and IBF champion, yeah. and then Terence Crawford, the WBO. Yeah. And then WBA, forget about the WBA, right? They got yeah. Ugas and James and champion, yeah. and champion in Recess, Manny Pacquiao, the gold Virgil Ortiz Jr. Uh -huh. So how are you going to unify that, right? Yeah, it's pretty much impossible. Yeah, that's why it was just amazing to have the 140-pound unified because you had both guys and, you know, with promoters, obviously, that were willing to fight each other. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem, right? It's, so it's not so much that you don't have guys that are able to, to, to dominate these weight divisions. It's do they belong mm -hmm. um, to a promotional company that does business with each other? Well, even then, you know, we, we try to get a unified champion in the heavyweight division. Yeah. And, you know, got taken to court. So we're, we have to wait on that fight. Yeah, exactly. 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 Right. Yeah. So now we got to wait for Wilder and Fury. Hopefully Fury beats Wilder. And then after that, if Joshua is able to take care of business or whatever happens, those guys fight. That's why it's so difficult. Yeah. It's not that we don't have a guy that, geez, who's the best? There are guys that are the best. They just belong to the wrong promotional company, mm -hmm. wrong management company. So good stuff, Rick. Great stat of the week. Can't wait to see the fights this way. It's going to be a good fight, I'm telling you. By the way, what is that on? That's got to be on DAZN, right? Yeah, uh, DAZN and then um, 
Ubali fight is on Showtime. Oh, good. Good, good. Hey, that's good. At least we get to watch that fight on uh, on television. Yeah. If nothing else, yeah, right? Everybody will be at prom so we can watch it in, you know, in peace. Yeah, that's exactly right. Nobody bothering us. All right, folks. There you have it. Protect yourself at all times. I'll see you next week, Rick. See you next week.